friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. I'm so pleased that you're able to join me today in this podcast. Today's podcast, we're going to be talking about joy and strength, finding strength in joy. And uh, we're going to look at a little passage uh, from the book of Nehemiah to understand where we can receive joy. Now, before we go any further, I just want to tell you that we've got an exciting new thing out, a new book out this month that is now available called Apprentice to Jesus. It's a, a book that over 40 days walks you through uh, the life of Christ. And uh, we want to walk in the way of Jesus, not in the way of anything else. And this book does that. We explore Jesus. We explore his life. We explore what Jesus does, what Jesus says. And then we look at what does it look like for us to actually do it. And it's dead, dead practical. Every day you've got a question, a little thought and something to do to start walking in the way of Jesus. So this book is now out. You can find it on our website, on the Making Disciples website. Uh, you can buy it from SBCK. They're the publishers. You can get it from uh, from uh, Eden Bookshop. A whole ton of places. It's just out, 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 like any good book. So I want to recommend this to you. Now, we're going to be really pushing it hard next year, 2021, for Lent. We would love to see churches all over the country using Lent 2021 as a discipleship opportunity for the whole church to grow in and flourish in being a disciple. So do check out this book, Apprentice to Jesus. Uh, get yourself a coffee and then promote it to whoever is the leadership of your church. And uh, yeah, let's make 2021 about us growing more to look like Rabbi Jesus. So that's Apprentice to Jesus. It's published by SBCK and you can find it on our website as well as on any good bookshop. Now today, friends, we're going to explore joy, the Lord and his strength. So here we go. Today we're going to be talking about joy. We're going to be talking about strength. And we're going to be talking about the Lord. And the passage that I want us to look at, or use this really uh, to, to anchor this on, is from Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 9 to 10. Now, at this point in the story, Nehemiah has now rebuilt the city of Jerusalem after it was decimated. It's now a safe place again. And they are reading out the law to the people of God that are back in Jerusalem. They're reading out the scriptures. And as they're reading out the scriptures, the people of God realize how broken they are. They realize how sinful they are and how far they have fallen from God. In other words, they've realized the mess that they're in. And it feels like they're in a mess because they've realized that they've walked away and rejected everything that, that really made them a stable people. So it goes on like this. This is kind of in response to, to what I've just said. For the people then wept when they heard the words of the law, the Torah. And Nehemiah said to them, go your way. Eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions to those whom nothing has been prepared. For this day is holy to the Lord. Do not be sorrowful or grieve for the joy of of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Here we have a group of people who are in a mess. Things are falling apart. 
yes, the city walls are rebuilt, but they have realized how far they've fallen short from what God wanted for them. And they are heartbroken. They're grieving. And they are told, whoa, 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 whoa. Before you go any further, celebrate. Celebrate, eat good food, drink sweet drinks, get yourself a can of Coke. Make sure everybody has got some. If somebody hasn't got anything, make sure they've got some as well. Because today we need to celebrate. For this day is holy to the Lord. Why was it holy? It was holy because the people realised the mess that they were in. It says, do not be sorrowful or grieve. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So I just want to take this passage and think about it like this. When our lives are falling apart, we can grieve at the mess that we've got ourselves in. Or we can rejoice in the position that we have in God. And, and Nehemiah is inviting uh, the people of God to celebrate uh, not the mess that they've got themselves into, but what God is doing in redeeming them and at work in their lives. So we hear that passage. We think the joy of the Lord is our strength. And there's a few things that we might think that are not particularly helpful. So number one, we could think, I need to muster up some joy and then I'll be okay. If I could just muster up being joyful, if I could fake being joyful, everything's going to be okay. If I could put on a good face, if I could pretend, then it'll all be all right. That is not what this passage is saying at all. Secondly, we could say, I need God to give me joy, then I'm going to feel better. Now, it wasn't about the people of God feeling better. It was about the people of God celebrating something that was just truthful even though they realised that they had fallen short and they were in a mess. So even though they're in a mess, celebrate because of what God is doing. So we say, I need God to give me joy, then I'm going to feel better. That isn't what this passage is saying either. It's not about feeling better. It's about celebrating something that is just truthful. Okay? So neither does it say you've got to muster up joy. And it doesn't say that God's going to give you joy. It does not say that you will feel joyful when you receive the Lord's strength. The passage does not say that you will feel joyful. It's not that the people of God were filled with joy. Um, that isn't what it was saying either. Now, it may be, and you'll see where we're going with this, it may be that at the end of this you do feel joyful, but this isn't about you feeling joyful. This isn't that at all. So this passage here, do not, be, do not grieve, do not be sorrowful, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The question is, how do we uh, get the strength that God wants us to receive in the midst of the mess that we're in? So in the midst of whatever you are going through right now, how are you going to be strengthened? That's actually what this passage is about. It's not about you receiving joy. It's about you receiving strength in the midst of the mess that you're in. And I want to do two things. I want to talk about what is this and what is the impact on us? What is this and what is the impact on us? And uh, Chris, why is this a discipleship thing? What's this, what's this about? This is about us being discipled uh, in the way of understanding that God does not promise us that life will always be filled with joy, but that God promises us that we will have the strength with him to get through whatever we need to get through. And it may be at the end of it that we are joy joyful 
and grateful and excited for all of that. But the promise of God is strength in the midst of a mess. Okay, that's what we're exploring today. So what is the joy of the Lord? What is the joy of the Lord? And I'll ask this question, can you even imagine or begin to imagine the amount of joy that the joy of the Lord is? Can you even comprehend the amount of joy that is being talked about here when it says uh, the joy of the Lord? Now, this isn't a joy that God puts in us. So what is this? This isn't a joy that God puts in us, but it's a joy that God has for us. And this is super cool. So the passage says this. Do not be grief, uh, grateful. Do not be sorrowful or sorry. The joy of the Lord. The joy that is the Lord's is your strength. So what is the joy of the Lord? This isn't a joy that God puts in us, but it's a joy that God has for us. This is what then gives us strength. So let me ex keep exploring this. What is even more amazing is that God's joy centers around us. God's joy centers around you and I. Hebrews 12.2. Okay, check this out. Hebrews 12.2 says this, that Christ Jesus endured the cross for the joy set before him. What was the joy set before Jesus? The joy that Jesus uh, is, he has comes out of the fact that he knows that you are going to be saved because of what he is doing. I think this is amazing. The joy set before Jesus is that he knows that what he's going through on the cross, the misery on the cross, gives him joy because of what he's going to achieve out of it, which is you saved by his grace to have a relationship with God. So the joy that God has comes out of and is centred around you and I uh, in relationship with him because of what Jesus has done on the cross. That is the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is found in you and I having this profound, amazing relationship with him. That is what brings God joy. Now, there's lots of things that might God bring God joy. A painting that a child does, a song that is sung for him. All these things may bring him joy. But what are we talking about here uh, in, in Nehemiah and what we're talking about in Hebrews? The joy set before Christ. Uh, was so that he could die for you on the cross. That is what brings God joy. You bring God joy when you're in relationship with him. So our strength, joy of the Lord is our strength, it says so. Our strength is a fruit of the joy that God has for us because of what Jesus has done on the cross. Let me say that again. The strength that we have in our life to keep on going, even when it's a mess, 
is a fruit from the joy that God has for us because of what Jesus did on the cross. That is amazing. We have the fruit. So you know, we're told, to, you know, we're told that um, in our lives we will have a fruit of the Spirit. One of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. A fruit of the Spirit is uh, this positive product of having the Spirit in our lives is that we can receive joy. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Park that. That's not what we're talking about. You know, you can receive joy by having the Spirit of the Lord. We're talking about what is strengthening us today. If joy is a fruit of the Spirit of God in our lives, then strength is a fruit of God's joy. Hey, that's amazing. We can feel strengthened in misery because of the fact that God is joyful towards us and the relationship that we can now have with him because of Christ Jesus on the cross. It's a byproduct to, Jesus, to God's joy is us being strengthened. God has joy, byproduct is that we can be strengthened. So I want to give you an illustration just to try and uh, explore what this looks like for us in kind of human terms. So I was just thinking about this. So my son's birthday has just come up. A group of friends gave my son a birthday present. I was not involved in the purchase of that present. I was not involved in, in giving it, wrapping it, or anything like that. But when my son received that gift, he opened it up and his face lit up. His face lit up and he's filled with joy for this amazing gift that he has received. Now, I saw him unwrap that gift. I see his face filled with joy. And what was the fruit of that moment? The fruit of that moment of him receiving that amazing gift was that I received pleasure seeing him receive that gift and I was strengthened and encouraged because those people, those friends, gave my son a gift. So I'm strengthened because they've been generous and I was strengthened and encouraged and amazed and, and joyful because I saw my son's face light up when he received that gift. I didn't give the gift. Uh, you could say in some ways that gift was for my son in the same way that we are a gift to God because of what Jesus did. I get to stand back and be encouraged and strengthened by what I'm seeing happening. The passage says this. Go off and party, celebrate. Get yourself a can of Coke. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. When we see the Lord joyful because of the gift that he's been given, that then strengthens us and encourages us because we're in a good place. So have you ever thought about the fact that being in relationship with God makes God happy? Have you ever thought about that you being in relationship with God gives God joy? So often we, we are so inward... <clears throat> with the way that we see ourselves, the world and faith, it's all about what I receive about this. I go to church so I receive God's blessing. I go to church so that I receive 
a, a message that helps me get through the week. I go and do this so I receive. We are a gift to God because of Jesus's death on the cross. Because of that, that brings him joy. The byproduct of that is that we are strengthened. So we are strengthened. So if that's what the joy of the Lord is, what is the impact? A couple of just thoughts around what the impact is. Number one, we are strengthened knowing God's joy. We are strengthened and encouraged and held up inside, even though the world is going mad around us. It's chaos. There's such a lot to be miserable over. So many things we cannot do and say, and but we have joy in our hearts because of what we are seeing joyfully happen in God. We're strengthened and encouraged by what we see happening in him. So we're strengthened knowing God's joy. And I love this idea when, when the broken threads of our lives get woven with the love and joy of the Lord, we are strengthened. If you were to take two threads and weave them together and one thread was weak, but one thread was strong and they're woven in those cross paths. We you know um, weaving happens at 90 degree angles. And if you had one thread going one way and a thicker thread going the other way, the thinner thread is strengthened by the thicker thread. The more you weave thread together, even though they're different thicknesses, the overall material that is made is stronger. I think that's basically what's happening here. When the mess of our lives, the brokenness of our lives, the sin of our lives gets woven with the grace, the love and the joy of the Lord. What is created is a woven tapestry that is stronger than when we're on our own. The joy of the Lord is our strength because he's weaving his joy in and around our lives. And although we are broken and weak, he is strong. Therefore, we are strengthened. Does that make sense? I love this idea of the, the material. As we are woven with God, we are strengthened. I think so often I think about strength as God putting a scaffolding around my life to hold me up so that I am stronger. And I'm like, no, I actually prefer this image of the cloth. We are woven with God's grace, his mercy, his love and his joy. Therefore, the mess and the brokenness and the sin of our lives gets woven in with him. And therefore, we are forgiven, redeemed and strengthened. I think this is amazing. So we're strengthened by knowing God's joy. We realise, number two, that God's joy is his love for you. God's joy is found in his love for you. And because that joy is found in loving in loving you, we then feel loved. When we feel loved, we end up making better and securer decisions in our lives. When we feel weak, we often make silly decisions, quick snapshot decisions. When we feel loved, we're able to make better decisions because we're basing that, our decisions out of a position of strength rather than out of a position of weakness. And thirdly, I'd say this. We now have a desire, because of all of this, to stay in God's love and joy. If your weak life is woven with the strength of God's 
life, we then have a desire to stay in that place because it's stronger. It's a better place to be, therefore we want to stay there. So we want to live differently and we want to live better, which means we want to be obedient. Obedience comes not because we are bullied into being obedient, shouted at to be obedient, nagged to be obedient. We become obedient because we know we are loved, we are secure, and that God genuinely has something for us that will strengthen our lives. So the impact is that we are strengthened knowing God's joy. We are woven in with God. We realise that God's joy is his love for you. And we realise that because of that, we want to live a better life. We want to make better decisions in line with God, what God wants. Now, this is, go back to Nehemiah just for a moment. People of God had heard from the law how much they'd fallen short and they were weeping. Nehemiah says, no, 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 don't weep. Be joyful because of what God is doing in redeeming us. So don't be woeful, celebrate. And in that celebration of God, you will be strengthened. And now that you're strengthened, you're going to live better. You're going to live in a way that is obedient to God rather than in contrast to God, which is what you've been doing before. Knowing God's love for us and his joy for us will always lead us to becoming more obedient. So let me end by saying this. God's pleasure in our salvation through Jesus weaves us into God, his presence and his strength, which ultimately leaves us in a strengthened place. The pleasure that God has through Jesus's death on the cross for us leaves us in a stronger position because we know the joy the Lord has for us. So friends, reflect on this. Do you realise the joy the Lord has for you? I'm not talking to the person next to you or the other person in the family. Do you realise the joy the Lord has for you? And from knowing God's joy and love from you, know the security and the strength that you have inwardly in your life, even though the world is going mad. The world may go mad. But you are strengthened inside because you know that the Lord has ultimate joy in you, his child, whom he loves. Friends, that's my thought for today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Making Disciples. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I pray that you found it encouraging. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Find me on Facebook. Tell me what you think. Send me a tweet comment on Instagram, anything. Just let me know what you are thinking. I want to hear uh, how the Lord has been encouraging you through these podcasts. Friends, until next time, grace and peace. <laughs>